Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Providing you with the tools, knowledge, skills, and power to advance your career, grow your business, and build a better future for your community. We are the Tourism Academy. Welcome to Business Class. Good noon, good morning. My name is Rudy Shehe, and my clan, my traditional name is Paitam Sitran Yakusina Kukara Yosositra. That's my traditional name. And next to me is my wife. Andrea Shehe, also from Zia Pueblo. And Zia Pueblo is, for those who aren't familiar with the area? It is one of the ancestors, Puebloan, that uh, migrated out of Mesa Verde, Colorado. And we moved here to our reservation. But we did migrate like from Chaco Canyon and came and then separated um, with the people we traveled with from Mesa Verde, some went north, some went more south, some went into Mexico, but we are all the Pueblos, and we still practice the traditions that we grew up with and in. So you drew me in today with a specific tradition. So what are, what are we doing it's today? It's bread making. And we've been making bread, which was introduced by the Spaniards when they started developing um, communities. They made bread in Ornos, but our traditional bread was uh, blue corn. We had piki bread and we have corn tortillas that we make thick. And that was our traditional food, which we brought from Mesa Verde because they found a lot of corn when they were there after we left. So corn was one of our um, foods. So we adapted with making the bread, the oven bread, which takes like a 24 hours. It's like your sourdough bread, which takes a long time. So I started my dough last night about uh, seven o'clock, put it together and then let it rise. And then I would punch it down a total like three times, but I'm making 25 at a time. So by the time I'm done, I'm gonna yield about 40 loaves, which I take to sell. Because not a lot of people know how to make bread. So it's a tradition that's getting lost with our youth. And it's, it's what we used for our weddings, our feast days. And when we do have weddings, we have huge weddings to where we're making like 300 pounds of bread. And we're feeding over 500 people. Wow. So it does take a good 24 hours for me to have something to take to market which is usually my bread. And I started this business because I was so bored during the pandemic. And I couldn't go out there and do the work I was doing, working uh, with children that are deaf and hard of hearing and their parents. Um, 
helping the parents actually cope with finding out their children are deaf. And we found that when parents do it, it's more understanding parent to parent. It's not so challenging as how I felt. So I took on this job to do that. And um, only because I was a parent of two deaf sons who are now men. And I learned sign language and I've been signing for 34 years since Patrick was born. And he had deaf family, so he knows the Indian sign language. Ah. So our culture is like really diverse in different areas of how we had to live the life we do. How did you meet? We were at a, uh, she was going to school at Santa Fe Indian School and there was a basketball game and this was the first time. So she came by and she said hi and I said hello <laughs> and she just like took me and I was like oh god you know she said hi and I was like me but I said hi to everybody <laughs> <laughs> so that was you know day one then we got together and we you know but I stayed in school and yeah. he came home I mean yeah. he was so, so she was going to school and I was out of school then later on that summer we got together and been together we worked uh, in the same place so we saw each yeah. other's every morning yeah we saw <laughs> So, it was like scary. Every morning you would see him because yeah. we started working in the same place. Yeah. And, and so it was like, yeah, we reported to yeah. the same place. Same time, just, clock. How did you know she was the one you wanted to marry? <laughs> oh, she took my heart. <laughs> she made me act crazy, act silly, and I still <laughs> act silly. <laughs> Goofy, you would call her. <laughs> so, hey, that's who I am, Goofy. Roger Rabbit, you might yeah, call. I, I tell that. <laughs> Let me grab this book. I'll show you. It's an interesting yeah, book. So. And this, I and think you might have seen it. What advice would you have for somebody who's getting married now? It's hard. The relationship is hard. And young couple, we sponsor our traditional weddings here, two of them. And, and you work hard at it. You have to work hard. It's 50-50. It's not, you know, one person dominates the other person. You know, you have to work together as a team. Communication. And every morning, you know, saying, the, I love you. You know, I'll see you. Take care. Be careful and all that. So, yeah. And nowadays, you know, with divorce rate, it's so easy. And it's like, uh, our tradition tells us, we're married for life because uh, when 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 we ask to marry and we have sponsors, we ask them to to with the Catholic Church and to to lead us and to show us. So her uncle, you know, we we our traditional corn meal or corn pollen was put and was given to 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 the couple. And that we wanted them as our sponsors that turned around to be our mother and our father. So, and they, you know, they took us and they came back and gave us the um, 
our traditional blessings blessings about how as married couple how we should be with each others and how we should be treating each others so and they said when you asked and they make the and they from there they go outside and make the prayer to the sun to the earth to the wind and to the different directions to help us to have a healthy prosperous marriage and and if your marriage is not going right and you're thinking about divorcing each others you they tell us go outside and all that stuff the cornmeal the corn pollen that you asked go pick them up and bring them back and now but you can't but you can't the corn pollen blew with the wind. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing, you know, to, to with the Catholic religion, till death do us part. And that's how our tradition is. But the Catholics don't do that no more. But mm-hmm. our, our own culture and our religion tells us that we will never divorce. Yeah. And if they do, it, if, if they do, it, it's not valued. And in the Pueblo, even though a couple have remarried, and their husband's still walking around, they're still in our eyes and the Pueblo's eyes, they're still, he's buried to her, his first wife, because she's not dead yet. So that's kind of how we live in this village. And it's interesting that we carry on what the Catholics said was so important until death do us part, but our Indian culture tells us that you can never get divorced even though you live separately. You're still considered together. And we baptized about 23 babies, which was like overwhelming. I mean, 23 through the Catholic Church. And we're responsible for these children. To teach them the the religion of our traditional ways. and And keep them in the right track. Well, so tell me about the home that you've built. This is a traditional Pueblo home, you will say. It's built with adobe, vegas that we got from the mountains. That my, my wife and I, our children. We, our children, we went up, cut the vegas down, brought them home, peeled them, and had to build the adobes. And then we have radiant heat. You know, something modern, but oh. so out the door. And uh, so this is a, a traditional homes and traditional pottery you will see. And, but. So what makes the adobe such an important part of the tradition? Well, it's like the buildings that they built in Mesa Verde made out of clay. And then later on, on top of Mesa Verde, you will find that they used adobe. So that tradition, the culture was brought from where they migrated. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, you will find that at Mesa Verde today, the adobe. So it became just a custom way of building it, even though they said that it was the Spaniards that introduced adobe. Why is the adobe already at Chaco Canyon? So it was part of a way that they built and they were such great architects that people are still like amazed of how it was built. 
And one day when we were there, I asked Amira, I go, Amira, look over there and tell me that they climb up or down. Amira's brilliant. She goes, oh, they climb from the top in two. She goes, they never climb down. I'm like, you're so right. They never climb down, down. They climb. They hmm. did that little area. Hmm. But, you know, uh, it's just amazing how our ancestors lived. So I think that's why we're such survivors in everything that's gone on in our lives growing up as children in this Pueblo, not knowing the outside world and not knowing that there was people out there because we were always isolated away from everybody here. What was it like growing up here? It was so beautiful because there was so many older grandmas and grandpas that you could just talk to. And they would tell you, like my grandparents weren't alive when I was born. So they would tell me about my grandparents. Your grandma was this, your grandma was that. So that was really like interesting. And then the dances on Christmas morning was magnificent because you don't get you're living right in the plaza, and these dances are coming. You're the first one that knows there's dances, there's and a, that's how it was. Excuse me. There's a saying out there, you know, it takes a village to excuse raise me, a, I gotta go to raise a, a child, and that's same thing here in the Pueblo of Zia. We are taught that every tribal members here. It's, we're all related, so you you have to respect when you see one of your elders, male, female, hi grandpa, hi grandma, hi uncle, hi auntie, hi brother, hi sister, and that's one thing we taught. It's like when you're walking down in our traditional language, are you there? How are you doing? You just don't walk by. You greet and address them. How are you? Are you, hi, how are you? How, how are you doing? You know, then, you know, if you got time, you stop and talk. So, and you were telling me too about going back to the adobe. The adobe, it's uh, average is 10 inches thick. Adobe, it's warm during the winter time and it's cool during the summertime. That's one thing about the adobe wall. It keeps in the heat and it keeps in the hot, I mean, take, keeps the hot out. And uh, the Vegas, you know, and back in the day, they used to put some sand, six, three, four inches of sand on top. And that's how they keep their, their house insulated. And they're nice and cool. This house is cool. We don't need no refrigerated air. Open the door, open the wind, I mean, the window, and let the breeze go through. And it's beautiful, cool in here. And you were telling me, too, about the handiwork that goes into adobe. And, and, you know, your mother was explaining to me, too, about her pottery. Yes. And it's uh, we were taught that when you built your own house, and that's one thing they stress as native, build your own house. Because these houses... At the main village, this house, my house is 30 years old. 
and it's it's going to be here forever but it has a lot of the sweat and the tears and the, the you know and they, that's what they did tell us every every adobe i touched it and my wife plastered it so her hand her fingerprints her prints are along the wall so you know when we pass on you know our grandkids and say look that's grandma's fingerprints you know they're right there you could see and it's just like when you go to hollywood you know you have the 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 squares the hollywood squares you know you you see somebody you know lucy ball you know her hand in there and you want to put your hand on top of that the same thing with our adobe homes you know you you feel it because one of your ancestors your grandfather your grandmother your uncles or you know even your great 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 you know were there and built it and they touched it and you you're, you want to touch it because a lot of hands have touched it. What are the key values of the Zia people? The key value is the love. Take care of each other and hold on to your tradition. Do not be ashamed of who you are, where you came from. This is who we are, and this is who we're going to be, still be. And we hold on that to that, and we keep that in our hearts. In what ways is the Pueblo different now than when you were growing up? Actually, there's a big difference because our youth, ourselves as parents, we realize that we need to send our children to college. So they will be more successful than we were. And we learned that college, a college degree is gonna take you places where you couldn't have never gone. And that's how I see that it's so much more different today, the opportunities they have. Mm -hmm. But with technology, it's so wonderful but how much time are they wasting to learn the culture, the dance? And honestly, I've got to say that in the traditional dancing and the culture, our children haven't changed. They still enjoy being part of the traditional dances. They haven't changed. They haven't said, I'm not going to dance. That's not the way I was brought up. They're volunteering, saying, hey, I want to dance. I want to hear that drum beat. I want to be out there. So that's how we see different. But at one time, we had an ordinance saying that if you weren't pure Zia or you weren't pure Indian, you couldn't live here. So we lost a lot of people who didn't grow up in the culture and the tradition that belonged to them because they were Native American. They were from this Pueblo, but because they were not 100% Pueblo or Zia, they couldn't live here. So we made that a change and said, no, We've got to include the people who are out there that have the same genes we do. 
and, and, and draw them back in and let them know this is who you are so they can leave with the bigger heart maybe. With, with the federal government, they, they say that you're native by blood, uh, I got but our tradition, our, I do, I got black. Our, our tradition, we as natives, it comes from the heart. We, you know, my wife is half native and half Spanish, German, quarter, but from the heart, she's all Zia. And earlier I said that she knows a lot of stuff more than I do. I'm, you know, considered pure Zia, four fourths. But, you know, there's times that, you know, she would tell me something or ask me something. And I would say, I, I don't know. And, you know, so, and like, again, it comes from the heart. It's not the blood. It's the heart. What, um, what are you most proud of? Our family, my son, our family, my grandkids. When we have our anniversary, my, our family, we all get together. All our sons, my grandkids, and we get together, we choose a destination and we go there. And then we have a meal and after that, then, and I, Thank him for giving us a, a beautiful family and a beautiful world, you know, because, and I tell him, if, if um, my, my world comes to an end, that I have a beautiful family, family, and thank you. That's what I will tell him. Yeah, like the culture, the tradition. Uh -huh. Nobody else knows that. So we should be very proud of what we know and how we can bring joy. And a lot of the time when we dance, we dance for rain. We dance for the world to or be at peace. And right now we need that more than anything is peace. Two years ago when the pandemic came around, the COVID, we were shut down. And... I, I looked at her and said, God, this is nice because a lot of my vacation, I use it to take part in my traditional dancing or dish, traditional stuff that goes on here on at the community, at the Pueblo. But when he shut down, it's like, wow, this is nice. But after a year, I miss the dancing, the singing, and said, so this ain't. No fun. He's the first one at the Kiva. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Day, I mean, Easter, we had our first dance. And I got up early. I put on my traditional regalia and out the door. And I was out there taking part of my tradition. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I would say culture, tradition, uh, and family. The quality of life that we have out here. It's so wonderful because we don't have the craziness that the city does. We don't have lights. We don't have sidewalks. We don't have paved roads. We're, we're just still simply making a life for ourselves the way our ancestors did. At night when we go to bed 
Our doors are still open. They're not locked. And we we watch out for each other's. You know, we take care of the neighbors. The neighbors take care of us. We watch each other's. Take a course. Train your people. Teach what you love. Promote your products. Donate today at tourismacademy.org, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Business Class is powered by Group Travel Odyssey. Group Travel Odyssey consolidates human resources, marketing, sales, tour operations, tour accounting, supplier management, and on-the-road management in one convenient, easy-to-use package. Improve your team's efficiency with continually updated supplier information and pricing right at your fingertips. Group Travel Odyssey, business without boundaries.